0: Welcome to the Uptip of Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Cameron. Join me once again as Kelb Knight. Kelb, we're at the end of the trail. Finals are here. Starting up this week, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, the matchup for this year's finals. Pretty good matchup, pretty exciting. Uh, star players, teams haven't won it in a minute. Well, the Suns have never won it, the Bucks have not won since the 70s. So, Fresh start for the finals. A lot of people were talking about not watching it, but what's your take on this finals?
1: I think it's bittersweet. You know, uh, we're we're coming to the end, which I hate. You know, at most we have seven games left, but these playoffs have been amazing. I don't get the I'm not watching it hype or whatever. Um, Phoenix has been super fun to watch, regardless of who you root for. Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee is just a likable team for anybody as well. They haven't been as you know, fun and explosive as Phoenix has, but it's just a good group of guys to root for. Maybe not Brooke Lopez, I don't know. (laughs) Other than that, uh, I'm excited for it. I hate that we're coming to the end, but, you know, everything's got to come to an end. Yeah, for sure. And it's, like you said,
0: it has been an exciting playoffs, one of the best. Very, very exciting matchup, though, because these two teams, they're high explosive offenses. Uh, Both of them like to get gritty on defense, get stops and get their points for their offense from defense, uh, and they're both led by, I would say, the Bucks have been led by Chris Milton in these playoffs. You know, as, as much as Giannis has been the key factor, Chris Milton's what, first of all, got them to the finals by completing the Eastern Conference Finals without Giannis with his injury, and Devin Booker being on, on the other end, being the main scorer, even though Chris Paul is looked at as the veteran MVP presence, so uh, it's kind of yeah. cool to see – Both teams have that MVP top caliber player, but also have that side piece like Devin Booker and Chris Milton, both being the main options in these playoffs looks like.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, It's, it's been odd, not like just the injury factor. It's been really weird to see. It's commonplace now, which, you know, isn't great for the game, but it still produced some pretty good games, some pretty good series. And I love to see Chris Paul in there. You know, guys like Booker and Giannis, you can argue they've got time to win one, but i just – I'm looking at the lineups right now. I love the matchup at every position.
0: Yeah, it, I think the most intriguing matchup has to be Chris Paul Drew Holiday. Yeah. With the way, I man, Drew Hall has come alive. That the, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks, when Giannis got hurt, he set up big time. Even even in Game One, when they lost that game, he had I think a uh, double double and thirty points, scoring and ten assists. So it's it's been cool to see him come alive and finally get clicking with the Bucks offense. Finally being that All Star player he once was on this team, and I, I think the Bucks still have a shot with or without without Giannis because. We saw it last year in the playoffs when Giannis went down against the Heat in those final I think, two games. They The the Bucks won their first game against that Heat squad without Giannis because it allowed them the space of four. And that's what these teams are so keyed on defensively is building that brick wall down low for Giannis and stopping Giannis. And that's, that's when it gets easier for defenses, I feel like. You know, Giannis is going to get his 30 points no matter what. But at the same time, if you don't have Giannis on the four. That's when I feel like, you know, their net rating is higher and they're able to space the four out. P.J. Tucker, Chris Milton, Drew Holiday, Brendan Forbes, Brooke Lopez, they can all shoot the three-pointer with, I don't want to say ease, but can uh, consistently, more consistently than Giannis can.
1: Lopez, it's still weird to see him, you know, be a consistently good three-point shooter. He, just, he doesn't have the makeup of it at all. Really, I, it's a really even matchup I would have hated for – you know, Brooklyn maybe just squeak out in the semis, or the fully healthy Clippers team against if it were Bucks with a with a hurt Giannis. All things considered, I think we got a really good matchup. Everything kind of balanced out pretty well in the end. Do you think that
0: Giannis getting hurt kind of helped the Bucks beat the the Hawks? Because we saw Game Four where the Bucks were down most of the game without Giannis with Giannis playing, then come out game five and game six, and the Bucks had ease with beating the Hawks at those two games.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say that it necessarily helped them beat the Hawks. Like, they wouldn't have beat Atlanta if they had Giannis, but I did think it opened up spacing like we were talking about earlier. It wasn't, hey, this guy is, you know, top five in the NBA. We need to run through them. They were like, we can we can ball on our own. We can do our own thing, we're our own team. I, I think more so than anything, Giannis being out for that series – if Milwaukee ultimately wins this series, that helped them a ton, you know, find their identity, be able to play without him. And, you know, I think when he comes back, which it's going to be this game or the next game, and they're just going to be that much better because they're like, look, we took down Atlanta. Sure, they didn't have Trey uh, two of the games, but, you know, we took down Atlanta without them. Chris can carry some load. Holiday can carry some load. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis put some work in that series. I think, you know. Bobby on Yes, yes. Well, you may have to change his name to that because honestly, he he did some work in that series. I don't, but like I was saying, I don't think Giannis staying healthy would have caused him to lose, but it definitely didn't hurt them.
0: The re the reason I ask is because looking back at last year's playoffs, I just mean just thinking about it, you know, the Heat were up three nothing. Giannis gets hurt right before, like, but at the beginning of Game Four, I believe, and the Bucs went on to win that game without Giannis. Mm-hmm. Come back game five, I mean, the Bucs and Heat were going back and forth that entire game, and the Bucks lost it. But at the same time, it was very close, and the Bucks had more life in those last two games. I feel like we had more of a chance to win those two games, which they won one of them without Giannis, and they did the first three games with Giannis. And we saw it again in these playoffs with him going down against the Hawks. They are 2-0 now the last two games without Giannis. So I'm yeah. not saying he's not valuable, but at the same time, that's why I'm saying going into these finals, it's kind of, like you say, it's not make or break without Giannis.
1: Right, yeah. It's it's a give and take with the Giannis injuries. It's, you know, he's, when he's on the court, it's like I was saying, I mean, he's he's the best player on the court when he's on the court. So, obviously, you want to feed him. You want to run, run the offense through him. You want to link to him in all aspects. And I think Milwaukee at times, maybe it's coaching – Maybe it's just their play style is so caught off on, yeah, we have this star. Let's utilize him. And, you know, they get kind of one-dimensional. So, I think that really opened up the floor, opened up the offense. And it, it didn't hurt him. It's not going to hurt him when he comes back. But, I don't know, I just feel like they could do more without Giannis. I get what you're saying, but it's not like if Giannis comes back, it's book it for Phoenix.
0: Yeah. But let's, let's jump into the uh, Eastern Conference finals since we're already talking about it. What, what was so special about this Hawks team? I mean, I know, I know they didn't win it, they didn't make the finals, but they saw an incredible run. They're part of what made these playoffs so amazing to watch. I know they came up short with, you know, Trey Young getting hurt, also had DeAndre Hunter out. Bogdanovich was battling a knee injury. Tough time for the Hawks, but at the same time, their best postseason run in franchise history.
1: Yeah, I think it was a lot of things. I think it was kind of a perfect storm. I feel like I used that analogy a few weeks ago with them. It, they just they didn't care. Yeah, they they weren't according to me. They weren't supposed to be there. It like we talked about. Dangerous. Yeah, it's a lot like the heat. It's you know nobody had any regard for them, and It's like you know we're just gonna go play ball because that's what we do. And I think part of it is the the Nate McMillan pickup, obviously. That was huge for them. It was a great hire. I'm glad they finally extended him. It took them long enough. But it's kind of like in the NFL, you know, a coach gets fired. The interim guy comes in. Nine times out of ten, they're going to win that next game with the interim guy just because, it's hey, I'm here. I'm getting used to it. Do your own thing. I think Atlanta was just doing their own thing, playing ball, and then mixed with nobody caring about them, not having to care we're not supposed to be here. It was just perfect. I do think Nate McMillan
0: is a great coach. Besides the fact that, like you said, it it was a kind of like a breath of new life for the Hawks when Lloyd Pierce got fired, kind of gave him, you know, a fresh start, got allowed them to do their own thing a little bit, and Nate adds a ton of defense to that as a coach. And that's I have been saying it for a long time. If you got a defensive-minded coach with this young offensive Hawks team, they're going to do some dangerous things, and that, that's exactly what they did. And yeah. props to GM for getting the right trade pieces from last year with Clint Capella. Then also on on the off season getting Bogdanovich and nari getting Lou Williams in the trade deadline this year. I mean, they had the right pieces at every position. It, DeAndre Hunter would have been huge for them in this series against the Bucks. But yeah. at the same time, they are younger than the Bucks. I feel like this was the Bucks' year. Besides the Nets getting injured. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was it was just meant for them to be. And uh, I think it was a great series overall. You know, game one was the best one out of all of them. Definitely. And uh, ga- I think game three was probably, our, you know, no biter, like down the, the wire. Game two was that kind of blowout. You push to the side, next game on. Uh, then, you know, games games four and five were and six were kind of the injury games. But other than that, it was, it was still a good series. You know, the Hawks put a good fight. They really didn't show any signs of, You know, we don't belong here. Like you said, they don't care. So, they gave it their all. And, man, they'll be back next year. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, after Trey got hurt, a lot of talk was immediately, oh, you know, this series doesn't really count per se. Trey's out. um, It's kind of a wash. And Giannis, obviously nobody's rooting for Giannis to get hurt, but he goes down the next game and it's like, okay, well, injuries – Did play a part in the series, but ultimately it's going to come down to these teams as a whole. I'm glad they were able to play out. I really wish we could have gotten Atlanta and Phoenix in this final. That would have just felt great. I mean, those teams are basically built about the same, except, you know, obviously you've got the veteran presence with Chris Paul. But other than that, they play the same style, it seems like. But, you know, Milwaukee, finally they got there. It was, you know, sooner or later, and it just finally happened to be sooner.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of been like the I want to say like kind of like the Celtics or the Sixers and the Bucks. Those three teams have been kind of like trying to get it the last five years or so, and one of them finally did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, their celebration after they won Milwaukee's? I don't think so. It, it was very, it was very relaxed, very laid back. It was kind of like,
0: okay, oh, kind fondly. of like only, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, then you had Phoenix going crazy. <laughs> yeah, which they should. I was yeah. talking No, Phoenix deserved
0: all that. I, 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 I hate people who think they're so high up and so classy and, you know, mature that they don't need to celebrate after they win something like let loose a little bit. I mean, yeah, you, exactly you, you like- just won your conference. You, you got a couple of days of rest, a couple of days of, you know, catch up and then prepare. But you can't sell the final either uh, the Western Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, I don't like that at all. It's, I mean, ultimately, when you win the conference, there's 28 teams who didn't. I think that deserves at least a little bit of celebration. Yeah, I mean, you you were
0: better than 14 other teams. That's half
1: the celebration there itself. Yeah, and, and like, like Phoenix wasn't supposed to be there. Chris Paul's never been there. He's finally there. Do what you want. I don't yeah. care. I mean, I, I know for a fact that the Clippers would have celebrated the exact same way, probably even bit bigger. I mean, Kawhi maybe not, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he probably he would have stood there, but yeah. <laughs> well, Kawhi had been there before. That's that's the main reason. But well, I doors, think even his first
1: one, he probably just sat in the corner. That is that is fair. Uh, He's just on his phone or whatever <laughs> <laughs> with his family in the stands. Yeah.
0: But no, nah, I I saw a TikTok the other day. It was like saying the 2010 Lakers were just like me mugging like during their trophy celebration. Like you know, this is nothing. And it's like compared to the 2021 Suns, and it's like no, uh, act like you've been there before. I'm like, bro, they have not been there before. That's why they're yeah. acting like this. <laughs> the Lakers have literally been there like five times that decade.
1: Yeah, and that was another thing, like kind of with, with Milwaukee. You're supposed to be there, sure. And I mean, that's that's a good that clip. You're talking about the Lakers when well, That's a good Mamba mentality clip. That's weird though. Yeah, like that yeah. whole clip is just weird to me.
0: Well, I mean, I feel I feel like the Buc- the Bucks celebrated. Like, they, they should have. I mean, they were happy. Then you had – I think Giannis was so in the emotions that he wasn't really, like, celebrating. He was really just taking it in all.
1: Yeah. And you got to think, you know, obviously we don't know. We're just guessing. But part of him is probably like, dang, I wish I could have contributed this game. Or, yeah. You know, but I don't know. Like, Or, dang, did they actually need me? or <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I'm still getting paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jumping,
0: jumping to the other conference, though, the Western Conference Finals probably had the bigger games of the two series. Game two, the Valley Oop, amazing yes. uh, finish overall. Uh, game five was great, too. And, you know, they all came down the wire. Game six, though, blowout win. The Suns just took it away. How about the Clippers, though, man? It's kind of like the, the, the Hawks with – that magical run they had, except this was I feel like more impressive. You're doing it against Utah is better than Philadelphia, and yeah. you're doing it against Utah and Phoenix without your best player in Kawhi Leonard. I mean it doesn't really make sense to me that they could have gone this far this year, but all all the past years with all their success not like it's coming up short and the Second round with you know the CP three, what griffin era and then like you know last year in the bubble blowing a three one lead. Was it was it Doc Rivers? Was it really Doc Rivers? I, mean, I think was, I think it was Doc Rivers. <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> I mean that's that's what happened in the East this year with the Philadelphia Sixers. I mean, yep, same and same thing. We can
1: we can rule out Chris Paul. It wasn't Chris Paul's ball. Yeah. And
0: how about how about Ty Wu, man? I mean, yeah. All all the respect in the world to him. I think I think I I don't want to say he's a top three coach in the NBA, like, and even the best coach in the NBA, like always analysts are saying, but he, he's top 10. I think Uh, he proved it this year. He got the squad together and, you know, it cannot be easy In no circumstances for your best player to go down. When you're tied to the best team with the best record in the NBA and say, Hey guys, we can still win this. You got to believe in each other. And yeah. they go out and do that, which you got you got some dogs on the Clippers, guys who are got that hunger mentality, like they want it with Paul George and Patrick Beverly. I mean they at Bev, yeah. Yeah, they, they were at it. Reggie Jackson was on a whole another level of these playoffs. It's it all came together though. I mean, for real.
1: Yeah, it, it's I'm with you. It's kinda of like the Hawks. You hate to see it. It's obviously not it's gonna be watered down a little bit more just because of the superstar factor, regardless of if Kawhi played or not. They just you know, people are going to put on blinders to that. You know, we got on that spiel with Lou last week. I mean, he's a great coach. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm with you. Not top three. Definitely not the top one. Probably top six, I would say. But, um, you know, just to overcome what the Clippers dealt with and, you know, the scenarios they were put in, they did great. Game five was amazing. Game five was probably my favorite of the series. Well, no. Game two still with the value if I give him that. Game five was my second favorite game in the series. But, yeah, dude, the Clippers are some dogs. Pat Bev, he had a little, a little spell at the end of game six. Uh I I guess I get it. Heat of the moment. He apologized. It's cool. It's kind of funny. Frank Kaminsky, I don't know if I want him on my team. That was really – okay, yeah, I pushed my teammate. That's cool. Whatever. He just stood there. That was really weird to me. To be fair, though, you think Frank Kaminsky would actually want to fight Pat Beverly? No, I don't think anybody, any sane person would want to fight Pat Bev. So, there you go. Like, that's that's probably why he just stood there. But like, he didn't he want to get stood involved. There, and I guess it registered in his mind after a couple of seconds, I should do something. He just gave him, like, a tap on the shoulder. Like, hey, please don't do that. It was really weird. <laughs> I'm sure that really boosted team morale before the finals. You know, Chris Paul, just, you, you didn't want to defend me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev's like that. Not a lot of people like that he's like that. I do. Oh, I'm cool. Wow. See,
0: a lot of people, like, didn't overreact. People were saying, like, Chris Paul flopped, which he, he did. Added, he added a little bit to it. But also, I, I think the big play, though, when he got that flagrant foul, when he went went underneath Chris Paul's legs and Chris Paul, like, kind of, like, flopped in the air.
1: Yeah. That,
0: that's kind of, like, what it did for me with Patrick Beverly because – Patrick Beverly went under his legs while he was shooting. Chris Paul obviously added a little bit to it in the air, like by flowing his arms. But yeah, he, he does at the same at the same time. Like you cut a guy's legs under- from underneath him, like and he falls on his side. And the first thing you do is mimic him and make fun of him for getting hurt or falling on the ground like that.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. kind
0: of like where I'm like, that's the line for me. That's where I'm like, dude get suspended or just go sit down. I, yeah, I don't, so, it's it's kind of like, you know, the whole Lance Stevenson, Stevenson thing. Uh, it's it's beyond. It's, kind of, it's, it's tired at this
1: point. Yeah. yeah it's,
0: it's getting tiring and it's not basketball.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. But, I mean, Chris Paul, he, he does flop a lot. I think it's just a banana boat gang thing. They all flop a lot. Uh, he, I think he flopped a lot and didn't get but, calls in that series. So he just kind of saved it up. You know, like how in Black Panther, he, he'll take all that damage and he'll build up in his suit and he gives yeah. it all at once. Chris Paul was just like, I'm going to give my money's worth with this flop here at the end since I know something's going to happen. He just let it all go, just dove. That was so over-exaggerated. I don't care what you say.
0: Hey, it was worth it, though. He gets to spend for one game next season.
1: One game, the first game of the season that
0: nobody cares about. I hope against the Heat. I don't, I don't want to see him at all. You want Pat Bev to go to the Heat? No, I said I want that game to be against the Heat, so we don't have to play against him. I don't want that man. Okay, that's fair. Playing against the Heat, but for those, uh, yeah, for those who don't who don't know, he is suspended the first game of next
1: season, and I am very happy. Just find him at that point. Nobody cares five months after the fact. Just find him, but whatever. But no, don't dude. Let him go to Cancun. But for real though, the cl- <laughs> I think Patrick
0: Beverly has classes and sessions teaching the clippers team how to flop cuz i have never seen one team flop so much in a series in the in the, the clippers did that Sun series every time paul george was touched or hit he would just fall down and not to mention paul george pushes off as like with his extension yeah. arm yeah. every time he goes to shoot and then it, like and we call off its a foul like
1: maybe one out of 10 times yeah, I mean Kawaza, cool you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Paul George though, Are we talk about the free throws. Yes. i free for a reason.
0: I don't feel like we have to talk about it though because I think he'll work on the off season. We'll see him next season. I'll he's never he had he's never had a series that bad before. I don't think yeah. it will transpire in the future either because I think they said that he had missed five free throws in the fourth quarter
1: all season. And then was and he, missed, he missed five, the he missed.
0: No, he missed I mean, yeah, he missed four or five in the clutch in that game two, fourth quarter. So yeah. and then he was just he was bad the rest of the series. I mean he was missing them every once in a while. He was going like one for
1: two, uh two for two for three from the line. Yeah. It, I mean, it was just it was weird. Yeah, and it, it's hard, you know, I mean it jokingly, it's hard to kind of harp on him for that when he really picked up the slack and had one of his best runs of his career without Kawhi. So, I mean, he 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 did his part. He can only do so much. But and I, really, I all in all, it's just, you know, props to Phoenix. Yeah,
0: for real. I, I, and I know a Clippers fan that said Paul George lost his game too. And I was like, dude, Paul George is the reason you were in that yeah. game to begin with and get you to that point. You can't blame a player for missing free throws when they've dropped 26 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, it doesn't work like that. It's, right. it's one of those times where you're just like, you hate to see it. And you need to work on it, but it's not their fault. Well, it is their fault, but, you know, you can't you can't be mad at them for it. Yeah, exactly. Time to talk. The main showdown, NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Game one. Who got game one, first of all? Not in the series,
1: just game one. Game one, I think I'm going to give it to Phoenix. Regardless of Giannis plays or not. Yeah, we talked about Milwaukee looked good without Giannis. Phoenix is riding high, dude. They're not – Supposed to be anywhere near the finals. I think I think Phoenix, not in convincing fashion, but I don't think you they really sweat it out late like they did a lot in the Clippers series.
0: I have to agree, and I think it all comes down to Chris Milton. If Chris Milton shows up or not, yeah. We we've, we've seen it in, his, in his playoffs if Chris Milton's scoring thirty plus points, they I think have won almost every single time. And if he's you know. I feel like if like every time the the Bucks lose, Chris Milton shoots like oh for six, or like oh for nine, or like mm-hmm. one for eight from three point range. If he's going from if he's getting going from three point range, that's when it's game over for the other team. So I think it's the X factors Chris Milton in game one, and also in the in the series. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, it's gonna come down to Chris Milton in game one. But I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns
1: in game one. Who you got taking the series? I'm actually going to Sons and Seven. Suns and Seven. Okay. I want to, just because that whole thing on Twitter leaked about the guy predicting Bucks and Seven a couple years ago. That stuff always seems to be right. When I was talking to a buddy the other day. We were talking about, you know, taking the Bucks and seven because of that tweet. Every time something like that happens, the tweet gets brought up after the fact. I think with this one coming before he jinxed them. I like Phoenix in six. I think the Giannis part that we talked about, where he comes <laughs> Phoenix in six, <laughs> not four. Uh, that guy's welcome to do an in six sign, though. That'd be cool. I'm worried that if Milwaukee gets down game one, especially if Giannis doesn't play, that they're going to revert back to the, hey, let's run our offense. Let's run our entire game plan through Giannis. And they could hurt a little bit from that, get one dimensional. Um I, I don't necessarily think that McCall Bridges is going to shut down Giannis when he comes back. Crowder's likely going to guard him. You know, Crowder did it last year. Heat legend. He will probably do it again. But I, ultimately, I think if Milwaukee gets down one, Giannis comes back, they're going to want to revert to him. Fantasy can squeak it down to six. Okay. And you mentioned Jay Crowder. Heat legend, Jay Crowder. Heat legend.
0: Only player in this finals series – with
1: finals experience. Yeah. ESPN was so misleading with that. They were like, "Jay Crowder only one so-and-so six finals appearances. I was like, he's not been to 16-bay finals, has he? They meant games. They really worded that so poorly. I was like, "He's he has not been to six. <laughs> There's no way. I, whatever narrative you want to push, six games, it's still more than anybody. He's got that culture in him. Hey, man. All I'm saying is Suns go from not making the playoffs
0: last year to the finals this year, the Heat go from making the finals last year to getting swept in the first round.
1: It the, the Jay Crowder effect is real. Yeah, and I mean, and then take it a step further. He didn't even make the conference finals. You know who did? Solomon Hill. Two Heat, You know, maybe it's it's a culture thing.
0: But on the road though, I think Jay Crowder is one of the most underrated role players in this league. Uh, every every time every team he is on. Is a contender, and yeah. we've seen with the you know the Celtics, the the Cavs, the Jazz, the Heat. Uh, he was in the I guess the Grizzlies for a little bit. They weren't really competing, but yeah. the last like four major playoff teams he's been on have made deep runs.
1: Yeah, and I mean his three point game is on and off. You know he's he doesn't really string a ton of games in a row with it, but he's always consistent uh defensively. And, you know, that's a ton. That's all you can ask for. I do think he'll guard Giannis this series. Yeah. I think uh, – And that's, that's what's big for the, the Phoenix Suns is because, you
0: know, he was on that Heat team last year that beat them in five games. He yeah. has experience. He knows
1: how to beat the Bucks team. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I'm just – everything is going right for Phoenix, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you got all the storylines. Monty Williams, he's a great coach. Aiden Booker finally coming out of their shows. They're not Booker so much, but Aiden came out of his show finally this year. Booker's been out. Paul finally in the finals. He lives in James Johnson in the front office. I mean, (laughs) I I just – I don't see how Phoenix loses this. I think something drastic would have to happen.
0: Yeah. I will say it will be interesting because Phoenix has not faced elimination yet. Yeah. They won six. They won four. They won six. Milwaukee has one and four, seven and six. So, and Milwaukee was down three to two to the Nets. They have won two straight games against that Nets team. So, they have already faced elimination twice in these playoffs. So, it'll be it'll be, be very interesting to see how this finals shapes out to be. Like down the line, when it gets to mm-hmm. games five, six, and seven, how these teams handle it. Because if the Suns go up three two. You have the Bucks team who already came down from three two once against the mm-hmm. Nets team. And then you have the Bucks go up three two. That's when you have the Suns with that that young core. Yeah. It might get it might get to them mentally.
1: Yeah, do they and panic? As, yeah. As mean,
0: do they panic or not? I mean, you're, you're gonna have Jay Crowder and Chris Paul who have been there been there before. They can probably handle it. Try and get the air people to handle other players to handle it, the young kids, but at the same time, it's that's what's gonna be very interesting to see about these finals.
1: Yeah, I think um if Milwaukee wants to have a true chance in the series, I know they've come back before, but I really think they need to take one of the first two.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's your that's your goal for any series and yeah. especially in the finals, because it's very rare for a team to go down two oh and still win the series. And you know, we saw the, the Clippers already do it twice this year, but same time you don't you don't want to do that in the finals.
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: Especially to the Suns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Milwaukee has that that nitty gritty. They've had it basically every series. I, th- I think they need to put Phoenix in that oh no spot. Like we have to win. If Phoenix gets in a must win, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, and
0: I'll go ahead and give you my seven game layout. I'm going Phoenix game one, Bucks game two. I'll go, I'll go Phoenix game three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it alternating. I'm just going to go game one Phoenix, game two Bucks, game three Phoenix, game four Bucks, game five Phoenix, game six Bucks, game seven Phoenix. I'm just going to go alternating the entire way.
1: I'm close. I got Phoenix, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Milwaukee. No, my bad. I got Phoenix, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Phoenix. I got Phoenix up three one. Milwaukee take game five and Phoenix. And then the Suns closing out in Milwaukee in game six. Yeah. Okay, I hope the it Suns, goes seven.
0: The Bucks, the Bucks have been amazing in these playoffs at respond to losses. I think both both teams are. I think both teams only have one loss after a loss in these playoffs. Yeah. So cause I know the 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 Bucks lost two in a row to the Nets, and then the Suns lost two in a row to the Lakers. Other than that, every time the team, both teams have responded with a win following a, a loss. So right, right. That's, that's why I think it just alternates. <laughs> it's a great reasoning. So yeah, it says in
1: six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Suns winning game one. I had uh, Phoenix splitting the games in Phoenix and winning both of their first two in Milwaukee.
0: Oh, so you have them going
1: 3-1. Yes. And then I think Milwaukee will take one in Phoenix, and then Phoenix will close it out Milwaukee. That's interesting. Odd. That's odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't want to
0: copy you cuz it well you could just said, you could just before, done you know Phoenix goes down 2-1 then they went 3 straight. Yeah, but
1: that's not as fun. Yours is just wild. <laughs> yeah, you got you <laughs> got to make headlines. You I wanted <laughs> I wanted Suns and Seven. You took it. I couldn't say Bucks and Seven and do You the can, you
0: can do whatever you want.
1: No, you went first. Look, you are, to- you are an independent human being. I am but I didn't want to be a poser and I was like, you know what? Seven to 6 sounds great. Let's do it. I'm rolling with it. It's, it's too late I'm, Okay. It All is right. in audio format. How's, <laughs> how's your uh Wait, what'd you pick? You picked Did you pick the Clippers? Clippers bugs, yeah. How, how's that Clippers pick going right now? Uh it it's in Cancun. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm not even going to lie after the first two series. When the Clippers got down 2-0, I was like, we got them right where we want them. I was ready. (laughs) Then after game three,
0: you were like, we really got them where we
1: want them now. (laughs) And then, you know, it happens. But I'll sacrifice that pick to see Chris Paul and Devin Booker win a ring. How about about Trey Young
0: already in Cancun? Was it two, three days left after they lost? Two days later making TikToks. I mean, dude, these players are, like, just crazy. They are ready to jump on a plane. Like, they – Yeah. It's like they don't even care they lost. I I think they're at the
1: point where everybody's been injured and, you know, Fred just got injured. It's like the quicker we get away from basketball this season, the safer we are.
0: It's like, you
1: know, high school teams would be like so-and-so, their mascot on three, family on six. The Hawks were like Hawks on three, Cancun on six. Then broke it down, headed to the airport. I mean, for real, dude, it's
0: it's like these – Players will really have planes ready to go.
1: Well, to yeah, they make lose. millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know they have a. I know they have private jets and whatnot. But man, it's just I have to like plan for a trip. You know, like I guess these people, these people, have, these these players, like they have people to plan their trips for them in advance. I guess yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but think about it. Like I like Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta several times. Great city. If you lose to the playoffs in front of your home fans. Do you want to spend the night in Atlanta, or do you want to go to the beach? <laughs> Immediately, I'm going. I'm going to the beach.
0: Yeah. Lemon so. uh, L- 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 Pepper Lou is probably Magic City, but I think everyone
1: else is well, at the beach. I think Lemon Pepper Lou brought Magic City to Kink. <laughs> 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 he-, he can do that. He's got that that, that willpower. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So, uh, we talked the finals.
0: Our takes. We both got Phoenix. Finals MVP.
1: Mm. I'll let you go first so you don't have to copy me. Okay, because I'm about to give a really outlandish answer. Uh I think Chris Paul gets it. Chris Paul? Yeah.
0: See, I think Chris Paul is probably the most important player, which you know, MVP, but mm-hmm. I think it's Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is the main go to guy in this series. I think he's the guy who has to be scoring at will every single night for them to win. He won't be, I get he could be. Uh we could see him switch up with, you know, Drew Holiday. Guarding
1: Devin Booker, but I think Booker runs away with it now. Ultimately, with, with the way uh, Brook Lopez and Bobby Ports have been playing, if Famous can win, I, I saw, and DeAndre Ayton can yeah. hold his own. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him walk away with it.
0: But I say, final MVP, if it's not LeBron's team, it's usually a wild player like, yeah. it's, like Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs, with you know, Tim Duncan, all of them. Uh, Camp-
1: Campaign could win it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Campaign off the bench. Oh my gosh. Only way great, that no. only way that happens if is Chris Paul gets hurt again and Campaign jumps in there back in there
1: and just starts getting thirty points per game again. He, I don't. Know. He can do it. He I can do it. Him. He yeah. can do it. I'd like to see Aiden win it and be cool. I don't see it not going to Chris Paul or Devin Booker if the Suns win though, unless they just have terrible series. Dark horse, Heat legend Jay Crowder. That'd be that'd be amazing. I'd love to see that. I mean. If he's Garden Giannis, he didn't it threes. Could ha- it could happen. I it mean Iggy, happen. Won it, Iggy won it off his defense.
0: That so. is true. He held LeBron at what 33 points per game? <laughs> Defensive minded. He put the clamps on him. <laughs> I never understood that man. You are gonna you're gonna rob Steph Curry of the MVP when Andre Iguodala, he
1: limited LeBron at thirty-three points. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> what, I want what Iguodala.
1: You see what happens when Iggy doesn't limit LeBron. LeBron drops 51 in game one. So. Fair. Fair. It's 18 points less. Fair. Well, Iggy was on that team, so. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Campaign, dark horse. Put your prop bets in now. Yeah. All right. Until next time, because
0: it's the best time of the year, the NBA Finals. Saddest time of the year also because the playoffs are yes. wrapping up.
1: I but. think next time will be the saddest time.
0: Yes, it will be. It will be. But we got college basketball to talk about with a lot of a lot of transfer portals uh, happening and recruiting.
1: And we got team, the draft team coming shaping up. up.
0: And yeah, we got the draft coming up, so that would be fun too. So, a lot to talk about after the finals. Cannot wait. Suns in seven, D-Book MVP.
1: Suns in six, CP3 MVP. It fits. Print the Shirts
0: print the shirts, Suns and 6 CP3, What, what, if, what if the Suns won and the, the
1: Suns and Four guy was on the face of the championship shirt? I think if the Suns sweep the Bucks, he should win finals MVP. I, I think he should too. Dressed as the gorilla mascot, and then they present it to him and he takes it off and it's Suns and Four guy. You have Wh- to. Why, why is a gorilla the Suns mascot? I've always wondered. I don't know. No professional sports – or no – MLB or NBA mascots make sense. Brilliant. I don't understand the Bernie gorilla the heat, at all. Bernie, Bernie the flame. I don't even know what Bernie is. He's is a flame. He a, he's a real life flame. He's he's orange and like fluffy at
0: the top. I mean it's a okay. flame.
1: He looks like the Philly fanatic and then the Braves the, uh great value version of the fanatic, blooper or whatever. It's just a blob. I don't I don't get mascots. The gorilla is probably my favorite because he makes the least amount of sense though. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, until next time, make sure to follow us
0: on all social media platforms. This has been the Uptipo Podcast.